Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Welcome to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a rising star in the independent pro wrestling circuit. He is currently the one one half of the tag team champions of the Mid-State Wrestling with Cannonball Matthews, known as the Fraternity. They recently beat Toxic Masculinity, the Johnnies, in Springfield, Missouri, a few weeks back at the Relic Center. My pleasure to introduce Mr. Alan Jefferson, the Aerial American. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Brian. Happy to uh, come spend a little time with you. Show yeah, off the belt a little bit. You the, know. the belt looks good on you, my friend. It looks good on you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. So, if we could a little bit, let's talk about growing up where you where you grew up at and uh, and some schooling. If you went to college or anything like that. Yeah, man, for sure. So I grew up in a. Uh, Little town about oh, about 100 miles uh, northwest of Springfield called uh, Walker, Missouri. So grew up in Walker, Missouri as an only child in a town of about 200 people. So not the most exciting uh, growing up, uh, you know, coming out there. So not a ton to do. I did have a neighbor, a trampoline, and we had access to wrestling. So we were out there all the time growing up, man. I uh, was pretty sure I was going to get crippled as a kid from the camel clutch on the trampoline because – you, you don't get out of that when it gets locked in by your schoolmates, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I came by it, honestly. Came by it uh, starting young. Yeah, I grew up in a, a real small town and kind of grown up, you know, obviously not the uh, the biggest guy around, but always had a love of sports, man. Anything sports. Love sports. Came home from the hospital in a Chiefs jersey, you know. Dad Dad <laughs> brought me up by Great. it, honestly, right? So we're uh, – we're, we're sports guys. I played uh, baseball and, and basketball growing up because those are the only two sports my school offered, right? I graduated with 16 people. Like, it was a tiny little thing. But we're out yeah. there, two seasons of baseball a year, basketball, just always trying to find something to do. Backyard wrestling, trampoline wrestling, you know, like doing the, yeah. the whole shebang. Lots of uh, lots of yeah. yard football, stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, kept on cool. going there. Did, oh, yeah, go for it. No, I was just going to say that's great. Uh, no, keep going. I was just going to ask you about your college, but keep going, please. Yeah, for, so did the did the high school thing, right, and uh, finished that up and went to Missouri State, actually went to Missouri State and was Boomer the Bear. So always had a little bit of a love for oh, too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I was Boomer the Bear for, for five years. Uh, my senior year of high school, I had, I had been dead set my whole, my whole life as a kid. Uh, I was going to go to University of Mizzou, was going to be a Tiger, right? going to go to Missouri, be a Tiger, do that whole thing. Then Missouri State came along and offered me a full-ride academic scholarship, and I'm the son of a couple poor poor people from, you know, nowhere in Missouri, so can't really yeah. pass up free money, right? Got to do that. Right. And uh, senior year of high school, I was trying to decide, like, what am I going to do, right? What do I want to do in college? Because you want to go to college, you want to be somebody, you want to do something, right? So I was looking around the website, trying to find out what to do, clubs I could kind of pursue and things like that, and saw an advertisement for, for Boomer's Crew, which is like a mascot crew. They were looking for one or two experienced mascots to uh, to go on and, and you know, to join the crew for the next year and, and be the mascot. So 
I had uh, sent the uh, sent the guy an email and been like, hey, my name is Chase Thompson. I'm interested, you know, kind of doing the thing and and trying to see if uh, there was any interest. And he had uh, sent me a email back. It was like, yeah, let me know, you know, any qualifications you got, anything like that, you know, consider it looking for people. And so I told him that I was the mascot for four years at Northeast Vernon County High School, um, you know, and had done all that and wanted to move up to a collegiate level. And I was really hoping that we were small enough and that, like, it was kind of a busy enough job that he wouldn't bother doing any research to find out that Northeast Vernon County didn't actually have a mascot. <laughs> and to my luck he did and he called me one day and he's like hey come up for an interview you come up for an audition right like try it out and we'll, we'll have you see how you do so i was like okay cool i'm in right drove up yeah. and i uh, got to the campus um got there there was a girls volleyball game happening the same day right i went to the gym where i was going to meet this guy for this uh tryout and there was a girls volleyball game happening i was like oh that's cool and asked some questions and found the guy i was looking for and he's like okay cool for your audition you're going to go mask out this volleyball game I've never been in a mascot suit before in my life, right? <laughs> never before. And so I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. I got this. So he takes me back to the cage and shows me where the, the suit is. And he's like, okay, go get dressed. You know, we'll come out. So I go out there. I put the suit on. I zip it all up, right? And I, I get everything out. I get the head on. I walk out there. And he starts laughing. He goes, ha, ha, very funny. Now put the suit on the right way. So I put it on backwards. I didn't know how it went on. And I was like, yeah, that's a funny joke, right? <laughs> so I went back and I zipped it up the right way and, and uh, put it on the way you're supposed to, went out and I walked out there trying to get used to the feet in a big old fat suit. You know, I was in high school, I was 95 pounds, right? Senior year, like I didn't weigh nothing. And uh, navigating this big suit around, I got down there and I didn't know, I didn't know Jack, right? I found a couple kids. I started shaking hands, dancing with some kids. They played the fight song, started wiggling my little bare butt, that kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, next thing, you know, finished the finished the deal, went back up to talk to him. And he's like, yeah, I think we got a spot for you. And so found out there were a couple of people that tried that did have a little mascot experience that didn't make it. And so wow. sorry to those people, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, now I had that's to, cool. that, that love of performing, man, you just got to just got to find a way to do it. Right. That That's awesome. That's a great story, actually. That's uh, that's interesting. That's. Yeah, that's a that's a new one for me. I haven't heard of that one about the mascot. Yeah. That's when when that's he not uh, a, that's a demanding oh, job too. I mean, it's pretty you get pretty hot in that suit, and especially at football games and stuff. If you've got to be running around and oh yeah, yeah man, whenever whenever I had started, uh, so Missouri State, you know how out here in, in Springfield, Missouri, they put out a plaster sports complex, and uh, right before my freshman year, they had some lights up. Um, on the stadium, and during, like, a summer scrimmage, one of the lights fell. Like, it fell and crashed into the stadiums whenever there were there were people there. Nobody got hurt, thank thank goodness, right? Everybody was yeah. okay. But because that light had fallen and crashed, like, it could have caused serious damage and could have hurt people, so they took all the lights down. And so their solution coming into the school year, yeah, for, you know, August, September football, was they were going to have every single one of Missouri State's games played at noon in Missouri oh. in August. That suit gets anywhere from about 20 to 50 degrees hotter inside than it is outside. So those days where yeah. the needle's putting 90, 100 degrees, you're sweating out there 140 degrees in that suit, man. Like I was, I was in pretty good shape because I did all the sports in high school, but I would come out just buckets of sweat, man. There was nothing. Yeah. You come back for a break and you just crash. It was crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't even <laughs> imagine. Yeah. So went to college. Uh, graduated and let's talk about getting into wrestling what 
made you decide to get into professional wrestling? Sure. Good question. So as I mentioned before, you know, grew up in a tiny small town and there's just not a whole lot to do. Right. But yeah. one of the things that I did was there was a, there was a neighbor kid across the street and he was real big into wrestling. And so was my dad. Right. And we watched mm-hmm. wrestling constantly. That was our deal. We did the, the channel flip between WWF, WCW, you know, we, we did the back and forth. Heart, heart and soul. My dad was always a WWF guy. He said WCW never really had a had a chance. Once Hogan turned, that was pretty much it for dad. Too. He, he couldn't take Hogan as a bad guy. So that was that was the end of that. But, uh, we would we would get the WrestleManias and the Royal Rumbles as a special treat that mom just hated, you know that kind of thing. And so there was always a love of pro wrestling that was that was there. And then I went and I was doing the the mascot thing, and I had actually had kind of my dream was I was going to pursue that on a professional level, right? I was doing mm-hmm. a little bit of work for the Springfield Cardinals and things like that and some other uh, mm-hmm. organizations around town and was trying to get some tapes out to uh, to do that full time. Over the summer, near around when I graduated, I had a summer job at a warehouse and had a little accident with a ladder and partially exploded a couple of discs in my spine. And uh, about, yeah, about a year and a half, it was pretty debilitating. And I yeah. just, I couldn't do the mascot thing anymore, right? Like yeah. Yeah. that that high level athleticism. So that kind of killed that dream, right? And that was that was done a little bit. So rehab the back and and you know stage in shape and stuff and had kind of put wrestling to bed a little bit. You know when I late high school started to grow out of it just a little bit, but then in college, you know looking for stuff to do, found some college buddies who were still into it, and uh, and mm-hmm. I walked with them and got back to watching pay per views. And and I thought, man, you know as a kid, I wanted to do it. They were the superheroes on TV, right? They were always those superheroes that I could watch in real life. And I always wanted to do it. And Dream had kind of buried a little bit. And then from buddies watching wrestling, Jimmy Fiasco and I helped. uh, He knew somebody who knew somebody who was training down with Jason in the mid-states and said, hey, there's a a guy training wrestlers. And shot him a message, gave him a call, scrapped some money together, and, and went down for some tryouts, man. That first bump, so went first day down there took my first bump, wasn't quite sure what I was doing, didn't really know about the whole exhaling thing, absolutely knocked the wind out of myself, thought I was going to die. First bump yeah. I took. Yeah. Plastered myself there, and I was like, this is a horrible idea, what am I doing? Right? <laughs> yeah. I can never uh. do this. Got up, did my second one, it felt great, and immediately from that second bump, that was it, right? I was going to do this, and that was going to be the thing, and here we are, about six years later. Yeah, oh, six years. I mean, I got to tell you, I saw you, uh, I went to my first Mid-State show probably two years ago now. And uh, I remember you were on the card. Uh, you weren't with Cannonball yet. You were just a, a single wrestler. But I I was like, this guy's pretty good, you know. And you had a, you had a good uh, your character, you know, your uh, aerial American. You come out all, you know, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, when I, I saw you again, uh, probably a year later, uh, and you were with Cannonball, and uh, you kind of shifted a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of an attitude shift, yeah. Had a little, a little attitude. But, you know, that's good, though. But I want to, if I could, Alan, is talk about, what was your first match like, and where was it? So my first match uh, was actually it was it was back. I'd been training oh about a year, and I went with uh, on a little road trip with 
Jason Jones and Joey Corman uh, took a few of us down. Uh, Johnny Dynamite actually was was on the road trip with me. We had our first match together. We were masked up as the Matadors for the League of Lions wrestling down in Texas. Um, okay. Went down there and we were in a tag team match against Jason and Joey, and that was our uh, there in the hood. And that was our first ever matches together. Um, did that man? It was. It was a blast. We, looking back, you know, we were so excited and we were so confident. We're going to go out there and we're going to kill it. And I can look back and know that we didn't know anything, man. <laughs> like, looking back at it, there's some, some goofy stories from there, the memories. But but that was that yeah. first time, you know, getting in the ring and really getting to, like, to do something and, and feel a crowd and, and feel a crowd kind of coming back at you. Yeah. Boy, that's a feeling you've been chasing ever since, man. You can't yeah. can't get enough yeah. of that. Oh, you, you guys, uh, I, I love mid-states. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I love it because it is very fan-oriented. When you walk in that door, I don't care if it's in Harrison, Springfield, wherever you're at, it's like you guys are fan-oriented. You you uh, you know you embrace the fans. You come you know talk to them. You take pictures with them. And what I love the most is the fact that none of you push your merchandise. None of you. And that's such a refreshing thing. Because I've been to some indie shows in the past, and, you know, hey, why don't you buy my shirt for, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's just kind of a turnoff. When I go and visit with you, you know, we had our pictures taken and stuff, and, you guys were cool, you know, you had your little petition up and all that stuff. That was awesome. I loved it. Uh, and I, you know, I looked at your stuff, and I, and I bought a picture. You guys signed it, you know, and that's great. That's the atmosphere I think that's missing. And, you know, when you guys come out, too, you guys are all, you know, got your little petition up there. You're shaking your, your uh, clipboard and and – I gotta ask you, how did you come up with? Did you come up with that that gimmick, so, or, so I did. or how did that come about? Yeah, so so I did um, with the gimmick. You know, you know, they say that the best gimmicks are are U two eleven, right? And that's that's kind of where it comes from. And yeah. when I when I started, you know, I started out babyface and was the aerial American, and even where that had come from. So, man, I. I'm a real patriotic soul, and, and I always have been. My father was in the National Guard for 35 years, and he is my hero. He's my absolute hero. He's my best friend. I love my dad to death, and, you know, he was a career soldier, and 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 I just love what what being an American is and, you know, that, that true pride you can get. And I know, you know, the country's not always great, and there are things we do that aren't great, and there are people that aren't great, but, like, I am proud of who I am, and I'm proud of where I'm from, and, like, that, that yeah. American spirit, I do believe it's a thing, right, and I believe it reigns true, and and that's what kind of fueled the the babyface character. And and when I turned, and when the turn happened, I I wanted to stick it with it. I wasn't ready to give that up. But like, how do you be you know the good guy, or how do you be the bad guy, and how do you be the patriot, right? Like a few have done it. Uh, Kurt Angle, you know, we managed to see it. But when yeah. it, when it had happened, it is organic because I you know I've I've been politically inclined a little bit and done the you know done the rallies and the support like trying to, you know, drum up and do petitions and things like that. And I was yeah. in my brain that when I knew it was coming up, I was trying to figure out, and I really, when the turn happened, I hadn't figured it out quite yet. Like, where is this going to go? How am I going to mm. do this? And, uh, mm. and we went and we done the match and, 
you know, had attacked Ryan and, and that kind of thing. And yeah. they were throwing the big fit and, and trotted out. And that was the, the start of it. And I got to the back and Terry Zeller, you know, our, our GM, he went and he yeah. came back and he said, Hey, just so you know, let them all know you're suspended for 30 days, right? You've been finally suspended for your actions, that kind of thing. And, and I was going and I just, I was getting into it and, and getting mad and just kind of let myself do on that. Right. And like, you know, it, it is what it is, but I, I just kind of let myself build on it and let myself do and didn't let myself come down from the match and, and got hot and I got out of there and I just grabbed my phone and I just pulled out and I cut a, I cut a little promo on my phone, right? Just grabbed and threw it out. And it was, uh, this is unfair. I'm being targeted. I'm doing my job. I'm being punished for nothing. I have a right to work. I'm protesting this, right? Cause I was like, I'm just going to throw a fit. I'm going to be obnoxious. People hate people that come up with the petitions on the street, right? And Hey, son, <laughs> Hey, do this. Hey, do that. It's obnoxious, but you know what? I'm an American. I'm a patriot. And I've got my rights. And I'm going to exercise my rights. And maybe that right yeah. includes hitting you in the head with a clipboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I I love it. And, and I, I love you and, and Cannonball. And I, I'm going to be honest. You guys remind me of Chad Gable and Otis. Is, have you been told that? Oh, yeah. All the time. We, we okay, all yeah. You guys, I mean, I, every time I look at you two, I'm thinking Chad Gable, Otis, you know. Chad Gable out there, you know, and you're the guy that's causing all the havoc and, you know, cannonball behind muscle, you. Truck, yep. the, the muscle, yeah, he's the muscle coming up behind you like Otis. And it, it, it's a great concept. I absolutely love it. And, and your feud with uh, toxic masculinity. You know, I know you didn't like me that night because I wore their shirt. It's gross. It was, gross. It was uh, it, I wasn't going to wear it, but I was like, you know what, I just got this shirt. I got to wear it. I know Alan and Cannonball won't be very happy, but, you know, it'll be okay. So, but that feud of yours, I mean, you guys have such chemistry together, the four of you. I, I And, you know, sometimes it can go riffraff, but you guys, every time, it seems like it's just in sync. I mean, is it just because you guys are so... Talk to us a little bit about that, how that chemistry works for you guys, if you could. So you're you're gonna you're gonna make me say good things about those nasty Johnnies, aren't you? You're gonna make me do it. I no, I just wanna know how your matches uh because you did defeat them two weeks ago. That's right we did. Okay. That's, and, that's right and we did. you did. You got the belt, yes. I'm just saying you guys People look forward to those matches, that match. And, and there sometimes some tag teams, what I mean is some tag teams you tag in with, they're not, they're just, you know, uh, okay, good. It was good. You guys like fireworks, like the 4th of July, like it was uh, Tuesday night here. I, I mean, is that how you guys feel in the ring? I mean, you and Cannonball working with those guys? Yeah, I, mean, so I was going to say, you know, you say that uh... – that people look forward to the matches. Man, I do too. Like legitimately, if I had to pick, you know, my favorite opponents, I would, you could call me any day of the week and say, get in the ring with one of toxic masculinity and just go. And I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. We've been training together for years and I know those guys inside and out. I probably know them better than they know themselves and vice versa. Right. Like that's, right. that's the deal where like, I, I know those guys in and out and, it's it's that communication, it's that chemistry. Uh, kind of like you said, man. It's just 
you got people that you just know you can work with without a doubt, right? And that you just yeah. look forward to because you know when you get in there, it's going to be magic. Even tagging with Cannonball. Like, I loved, you know, I love wrestling. I love what I was doing. Tagging with him, that put a whole new shot of life into my career, man. Like, I'm yeah. having more fun doing this now than I yeah. have ever had doing anything. I was going to tell you that I think you've hit, like, that stride since you've teamed with, with Cannonball. And, and I've seen such a difference in your – um, your your chemistry with other wrestlers. I've seen your your abilities. When you get on the mic, you, you're more you know. You just have it all together. I'm not saying you didn't before. I'm just saying it's come out a lot more in the last since you've teamed with Cannonball. And I think that's great because I've always thought of you when I when I first saw you is you know, he's a good wrestler. And I was hoping that you guys would get your stride. You know, I've always liked the Johnnies. No offense, but I've liked them. Okay. Uh, they, Some they, too, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I like you guys, too, and I think it's great that I can actually root for either team. Like when you guys won the tag team titles a couple weeks ago, I was very happy because I like you two. I think you guys got it going on. I like jo- or the Johnnies, too, you know, but they got to lose sometime, right? That's it. That's right. No, man. It's, and what better it's just, team to lose to than you? That's it. The fraternity's <laughs> here, baby. Like that's it. It's it's our time, and and we're here for it. And it's just it's special. It really is. And yeah. and I've I've always looked forward to you know any match that I have. Like I you know the wrestling's a thing. It's a joy. I'm so blessed to get to do it. And like you said, you know we don't have to hawk the shirts or push the shirts. Everybody likes to eat. Everybody likes to have a little bit of money. But that's not what it's about, right? Like I'm getting to do this. I'm getting to live this dream out. And one of the things, man, like being the, the baby face, I had that connection with the kids, and it was so much fun, right? Like, I, yeah. I love that. And I, because again, that's what got me into it was they were my superheroes, and I, I wanted to be that superhero. And I was a little apprehensive when they talked about turning me, right? Because I was like, well, I can, you know, I'd be a bad guy, but like, I love that connection with the kids, and I love putting that smile on their faces. But man, they have more fun giving me hell. Like, the, the counter petitions, I don't know if you see the, the little kids that got the counter petitions. They're all over our table, man. Like, if this more interactive now, I'm getting more time with the kids than I did as a baby face. And you know what? I'll, I'll have that and I'll, I'll fight with a five-year-old yeah. all day. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, if I was the guy in charge, I might say, you know, you might want to see old Stephen E., Come on over and help you out a little bit. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. You know, I actually got approached by Stephen E. Not too, uh, not too long after Cannonball and I uh, managed to pick up these 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 right here. Yeah. So he he came up and, and said that he had some uh, some bright ideas for our future. But you know what? I I do I do respect Stephen E. a lot and what he what he brings to the table. But yeah. I know we managed to uh, to get these on our own, and, and I think we may just have a couple of legs on our own, too, but I know right. where his phone number is if I need him. All right. Well, you know, he's the manager of champions. It's true. I the... he, likes to, he likes to find champions. I don't know how many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. A couple more questions for you there. Oh, yeah. The fraternity, how did you come up with uh, that name for your for your tag team? Sure. No, I'm, I'm I'm glad. Yeah. So uh, we for a while we were just kind of fighting as Cannonball Matthews and Alan Jefferson, right? And we were mm-hmm. trying to find some identity, some name, something that that wrapped up kind of who we were and what what you know we brought to the table, kind of what we were and what we represented. And 
and that sort of thing. And for a while, we considered just sticking with our names. We wanted something a little bit special. And, you know, Cannonball is the star alumni of Better Than You University, right? And uh, and fraternity <laughs> just kind of makes sense because, you know, it's a collegiate thing, but it's a little bit more than that. I'm I'm a proud member of the Elks. Uh, the Missouri Elks have been for about 11 years, right? And that in itself, that's a brotherhood. That's a fraternity. Yep. And, and that's what I think one of the strongest, you know, bonds of of american culture is is those fraternities those brotherhoods you know people who have each other's back and i don't think anything better reflects what cannonball and i have that dude is legitimately one of my best friends i keep the heart and soul of the fraternity i've never seen anybody work harder in a wrestling ring training that dude takes zero days off i could sing cannonball's praises all day we've been up and down the road we ride to training we ride to shows he legitimately is my brother and and that's what the heart of the fraternity is it's a brotherhood. Yeah. And that's why we can't yeah. lose because you can't beat that, you know? Yeah. You can't break up brothers. No, no, you can't break up brothers. No, no, you cannot. Let me ask you this. Besides toxic masculinity, who are either as a singles or tag team, one of your favorite people to work with? You already talked about cannibal, but either as an opponent or as a tag team, but besides those three, who's been like a person you've really enjoyed working with? So, man, there's there's a ton of names I can list because I, you know, you find something special in, in almost every match. If if it really right. means something to you, you can find something to love. But one of the the biggest memories when I was really first getting going, when Alan Jefferson was first like finding his legs and kind of doing his thing, you know, we had the Rising Star Battle Royal and had done that. And the next time we came back back to Springfield, my first singles match in my hometown, I got to work with Matt Riviera. And Matt Riviera, okay. man, he's a legend, right? Like he's yeah. excellent and he's he's real good. And he was battling for the the mid states title at the time, you know, was kind of feuding for that. But he picked me out and he had a, had a fight with me, and I managed to pull out a big upset win over Matt Riviere in my first big singles match in Springfield. And the crowd was just electric, like it was on fire. And that right there was like. I'm going to do this until I die, right? That was the moment that I'm going to wrestle until my legs fall off. Um, yeah. it, it's not stopping. I, I'm going to chase that high forever. And yeah. give Matt Riviera a huge shout-out. Like, that dude, ultimate yeah. professional. I was so nervous. You know, I was I was new. I was figuring my things out. And he made it so easy, man. It felt like butter. It's just so easy to work with. Outside of that, man, I love the Blue Bolt. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd fight the Blue Bolt all day. I've, Tagged with him. Yeah. I fought against him. You know, we've we've had wins. Yeah. We've gone up and down. I always know that I can get a good one out of him too. Awesome. That's great. That's good to hear. No, I, I've Matt Riviera. I've yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but I remember him uh, down in uh, TCW and and uh, and all that. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's doing big things, kind of stepped away. He managed to step away right as, right as our feud was heating up a little bit, too. So if he ever decides yeah. to get it going again, if he ever decides to waste him up again, Alan Jefferson's got a whole new yeah. attitude. Ready to he got it. a whole new attitude, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's talk a little bit, if we could, Alan, about matches coming up for you. Uh, do you work for other promotions as well as just besides Mid-States, or are you working with New Breed or – so doing a little bit there, um, recently went up and did some TV with SICW uh, went okay. and, and worked with them and uh, looking forward to the chance to get back up there some more and do some more things with them. They're a great group of guys up yeah. in SICW yeah. are excellent yeah. people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah big, big fan of the guys out there. Done yeah. a little work with uh, WFC. Would love to get back down there again. Scheduling stuff's just been a little bit tricky, but uh, 
been out there. Right now, uh, just kind of getting the schedule figured out a little bit, uh, doing the mid-states primarily, but would love to get a chance. I know talk to a couple guys at New Breed, you know, want to make that schedule work yeah. and get up there because they do some fun stuff up there too. Yeah, yeah. Well, your next tile defense um, – is that going to be in Springfield? I couldn't remember if it's that there or That will be in Springfield, August 12th. August 12th. August 12th. Toxic's going to oh. come on back to Springfield, and we're going to send him right back out again. Brian, we're just going to kick him right back out, just like we did last time. Hey, you know, it was a good match. It was a very good match. It was probably, to me, one of, if not the best, top, top two. I thought the Luke Langley match was and Colton or uh, yeah Colton when oh, they TV, wrestled oh, for the, they, yeah so good man they he is they both are they're both just fantastic and uh, you guys are you know such a prominent independent promotion I mean every time I'm there it's sold out at the Relic Center I know it is in Harrison too so it's not you know it, it it's it's great you guys put on great matches and what I guess. How's your – I know probably everybody gets along in the back and stuff, but, I mean, are you all really, like, pretty good buds and, and get along well and, and all that for the most part? or You, you know, trying trying to – some people say don't pull back the curtain too much, you know, anything like that. Right. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, man. Mid-States wrestling, like, that, that whole locker room is a brotherhood. Like, I've been in a yeah. lot of locker rooms, and I've been in a lot of great locker rooms. I yeah. can honestly say – I have never been in a locker room that feels so much like a family as that mid-states locker room, man. Like after yeah. shows, everybody breaking things down, getting together. Like yeah. it's it's nothing but support. You know, there's there's that support for each other and that that friendly rivalry of hey, you went out and killed it. I'm gonna go do it better, right? Like yeah. we feed off that. That's the thing is everybody wants to steal the show. Everybody knows their yeah. place, but everybody wants to fire that pistol and have that match of the night, right? Like yeah. it's. It's it's cool and and August twelfth. Just a reminder: the Johnnies asked yeah. for this. They they invoked yeah. the rematch clause. So when we kick their butts again, they asked for it. All I'm gonna say. They, yeah, gonna say. I mean, I will I will be there. I might have one of my grandkids with me. I'm still. They're gonna be here, but I, I, I gotta talk to my wife about it. She's kind of. Like, eh. But I will be there, and Absolutely. I am looking forward to it. You guys, like you said. Uh, that promotion there, they every every match it's kind of builds up to be better and better and better. And I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you and we're wearing Mid States Wrestling shirts. I'm saying that because I truly believe it and, and I've seen it. And it's such an amazing thing that a promotion that you know is an indie and, and you're a part of it that that can make that kind of success and. You know, it's because of you guys. If you didn't have quality wrestlers like you guys, like you and Cannonball, your enemy, toxic masculinity, <laughs> and all the others, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't thrive. I mean, you could – and I applaud you guys for that because I know it takes a lot of work. It's not just you show up Saturday an hour before the match and, and you're going. I mean, you've got to – you're training, you're, you're doing a lot of things. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about your training. I mean, let's – how many times a week do you train and how do you – I mean, what's your – what's kind of your yeah. routine, if you don't mind asking? No, absolutely, man. So and, – and before we dive into that, I want to backtrack just a little bit because I do totally sure. agree with you when you say that uh, 
you know, the talent is what is what makes the show. And, and the talent that we have that comes in the mid-states, like, it's, I believe they're some of the best wrestlers in the world, oh, you know, yeah. independent, mm-hmm. beyond. I think we have some of the, the top-tier talent. Like, I really honestly do. I think Luke Langley, yeah. you could put him up with anybody in the world. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That's just, that just me saying. But one thing that you, you kind of left out there, that mid-states would be nothing without Jason Jones, man. I just got to put him over yeah. for a second. No. That the moniker the hardest working man yeah. in pro wrestling is is no joke. He came yeah. by that honestly. I yeah. have never seen somebody put so much blood, sweat, and tears into their promotion. We'd be nothing if it weren't for Jason, right? Right. We oh. I mean, I really got to know Jason uh out in Las Vegas last year when he went to the CAC. Uh spent some time with him uh, and Jimmy Hart and uh my wife and I did and just an absolute class act guy and uh he does he works hard he he puts a lot of work into it i mean we talked about it and first class guy and and know he puts on a first class show but like i said and he treats the talent good because if he didn't you wouldn't have the talent you have there oh i consider him a second father like for real yeah like that dude has been there for me for for a ton of things in and out of the ring you know like again can't put him over enough had to had to make sure Oh, glad you did. Yeah, he's a great guy. So, all right, training. Let's talk about your training. Talk to us cool. about what you do. Absolutely, yeah. So we get in there, man. Um, at least once a week, we all find our way down to down to Harrison, right? And we're in there, and we are. It's drilling. It's running through matches. It's all sorts of stuff. We're going in there, you know. Now we're in the heat of the summer, so it's a sweat off, you know. It's going to be. Yeah. It's an old. It's an old brick tin boxing gym, so it's a hundred degrees in there, easy, right? We are in there drilling and bumping and, and throwing on matches and doing things like that. Outside of that, Cannonball and I find time, you know, at least once a week to get together and we just work on some things. Just just chugging ideas together, chaining a little yeah. bit, you know, if not tuning against each other, with each other together, that kind of thing. Just firing up that chemistry, right? Because you want to make sure that, that team because yeah. we're both yeah. all in on it. Outside of that, it's a lot of hitting the gym and a lot of a lot of chicken and broccoli, you know, trying to trying to frame it. <laughs> not the biggest guy in the world, but trying to get there, you know, it's uh yeah, no, you you've, you've you've gotten bigger since I started coming there. I can tell the difference yeah, my, definitely. My, so. my old man, when I first told him I was going to start wrestling, I I had I got caught totally by surprise. Told him I was starting to train. He tried to talk me out of it because the first thing he told me, he looked me in the eye, and he said, "Son, you're going to die." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Appreciate <laughs> the better confidence. Well, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta prove the old man wrong sometimes, right? Yeah, sometimes you do. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. So, all right, you got some. Do you have some other events coming up, or are you just kind of August twelfth so, is the main one right now? And right now, next yeah. So, summer's a little bit quiet. Don't have too much uh, going on elsewhere. August twelfth in Springfield. Okay. Want to get your tickets mm-hmm. as quick as you can because we are yes. going to send people away at the door. We've yes. done it thirteen times every, in a row now. Yeah. So. Every time, I'm glad I get a ticket online. Go to mswtickets.com and get them. I'm telling you, if you don't and you stand at the door, they're going to say sorry. I've seen it. I've been in line going in with my ticket, and uh, Nikki's out there saying, sorry, if you don't have a ticket, you're not going to get in tonight. And so, you don't want to fight Nikki when she says you can't get in, man. She'll, she'll beat you no, up you know. anybody else in the, yeah, in she's, the back wheel. Yeah, she's, she's a fighter. She's, she's, she's feisty when she has to be. And she's man, a good it, person. It, it, you know, she's Nikki sweetheart. I love her to death, yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's a ticket you don't want to miss. I know everybody yeah. says it, but I've I've brought so many so many people who aren't wrestling fans. Just hey, get yeah. one ticket, try one show. 
you can't not get sucked into the energy. It's yeah. it's something special. Yeah, I was gonna say, were your parents there last time? Yeah. I yeah. thought they were. Yeah. I thought I saw them because they would get up. They had these signs for you. <laughs> I, I I was like, that's got to be his folks. I think I sat about three or four chairs from him. And yeah, I like, do oh, it. That's awesome. That's great. I'm glad you have your family support. That's a big, big, uh, big help there. I know that is it, to have their family. It, it's them. been a lot of fun, man. See, like from the beginning when they, they legitimately, they were like, hey, we don't know if you should do this, right? Because they were scared yeah. and, and uh, didn't know if it seemed like a great idea. And now uh, my dad's a biggest fan. Like he's oh, got great. a couple of Allen Jefferson shirts, right? You know, he sports his oh, yeah. merch. And it's, yeah. it's a cool thing, man. It, it's fun yeah. to to get the family involved. Uh, they yeah. didn't love it. Uh, mom, mom did not love me being a bad guy, but, hey, I'm a champion. That's right. Yeah, you got to say, Mom, sometimes you got to improvise, right? You got to do what you got to do. You got to turn your back on Springfield sometimes. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ariel American, Alan Jefferson, one half of the Mid-States, Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Fraternity with Cannonball Matthews, who recently beat, I'm going to put you over here, Toxic Masculinity, Johnny Lightning and Johnny Dynamite. In fashion, too, I was there at the match. And, Queen of the and, whistle, uh, I'd say. But. I would say Dynamite was on the floor a lot. I don't know what happened. He just kind of fell off the ring. And Oh, it seems, it seems to me like he was trying to not hold on to his tag rope to get an unfair advantage. But we overcame anyway because we're I, the good guys, Ryan. Because we yeah, do right. it the right way. Yeah, I know, Alan. You do. That's what the petition's yeah. about. Do it the right way. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time. Mr. Alan Jefferson, the Aerial American, thank you for coming on tonight. Really appreciate it. Ryan, thank it. you so much for having me, man. Had a blast. You bet. Have a good Folks, one. if you're you bet. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. If you haven't subscribed, please do so and go to that show. If you're in Springfield, August twelfth, Relic Center. Get your tickets online as soon as possible. All right, take care, everybody. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, 
Chrissy Steamboat, Ding, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill Asher, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.